beginning of 2020, uh, I was at Gamma Expo and there was this couple that, that were going around to different booths and, and they were passing out these little samples uh, or they were actually pretty decent sized samples of uh, these metallic and uh, paints that would shift color and they had a really catchy name and the name of course is Turbo Dork and then everything kind of shut down. And you know, the funny thing is during that shutdown, when, when, you know, the world was on fire and, and people were stuck ho at home, uh, I got to watch this company just kind of grow and just kind of, a, and just establish themselves in this market. And any other person probably would have just kind of given up, thrown in the towel because they were just starting out and then having that big, you know, thing to overcome would have been really discouraging, but not, not these folks and not, Greg and Meredith at Turbo Dork, and I'm so excited to have Greg on tonight um, and to talk about this journey that, that he's been on and him and Meredith both, they're both co-founders co of, of Turbo Dork. I'm excited. We're, we're going to talk about this. If you're interested in painting at all, go check out their website. Um, it's turbodork.com. Uh, do that after this, this session, of course, but uh, if you're in the market for any more paints, go check them out, and if you've got a friendly local game store, tell your game store about the, this brand as well, because they're doing some really cool things. They've got some really cool lines. They're just really cool people. And I'm so excited to have Greg on to talk about it uh, with, with uh, some of the chaotic good cast. So stick around. We're going to talk turbo dork with Greg. Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking about Turbo Dork. These are some amazing paints um, that are put out by a couple really great people. Um, I'm going to tell you to go check them out. The link is in the description. Let me just, yeah. If you are a fan of Turbo Dork or this kind of content, just hit that like button down below. If you haven't already, uh, you know, hit that subscribe button. Please hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you as part of our YouTube community. So let's bring on part the cat good cast my co get my co-hosts and the one and only greg from turbo dork guys <laughs> thanks so much for giving uh for coming on yeah thanks for having us. i feel like i don't talk enough with my yeah what, like, what how much how much <laughs> are we are, are we audio, voguing like what yeah are we ah the the audio <laughs> podcast is totally missing out on the hand <laughs> movements of uh of the my, gestures my, of yeah. dog shoots strikes um, I think it's something uh, I, I picked up in COVID, you know, like in COVID, you know, you can't just smile at somebody. You have to that's right. Like, yeah, because yeah. you can't see it under the mask. You have to use your yeah. hands. Absolutely. Everyone's Absolutely. Italian during COVID. Exactly. Wow. Italian. <laughs> sure somebody, yeah. some, we probably have somebody in Italian watching who's probably super mad at us now. <laughs> My family is Sicilian, so, you know, oh, Southern okay. Italy. Yeah. You, you, you get a pass. You're yes. good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Of course, we got we got Jason and, and and Ben on with me tonight, and then of course our our featured guest is the one and only Greg from Turbo Dork. Greg, uh, I'm so excited to have you on tonight. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of your products. I think what oh, well. you've done over the last couple of years has been well. I shouldn't just say you. You and Meredith um, has been uh, really something that I try to tell other people about because I, I don't know if you. I hope that you realize how inspiring you are for people oh. that have like have a dream and have a vision and want to start up, you know, want to do something, you know, on their own. 
and then just like because like i said every everybody could have had everybody had every sort of excuse and drawback during these last couple of years but you guys just powered through and were able to just kind of just establish your your space in the market and it was really really awesome to see and it's still awesome to see uh you know i get to see you guys just kind of handing out samples at, at gamma expo just say yep. hey we, we're making paints here here you go you weren't even like you didn't even have a booth or anything you just showed up uh yeah. that year <laughs> And uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I brought those paints home and I had them on my t paint table for a little while. Of course, you know, it takes a while for me to get, you know, I'm kind of a busy guy, so I don't get to, yeah, to, to try everything but, out. But kind of a busy guy with a with a weekly painting show on, on yeah. That's true, <laughs> but I also direct it, so it's kind of hard to paint and direct at the same time. Um, but once, uh, once I got them on some minis, I was like, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. I love, I, I love this product so much. I'm like... I'm going to keep an eye on Turbo Dork, you know, during during COVID and, and see how 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 they do because, you know, I think it's it's. I wonder if there's other people that are like me that are like, oh my god, this is really cool stuff. And sure enough, you know, I got to see your reach kind of grow and grow and grow, and it was really neat to see. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this, and we're going to talk a little bit about your journey, what what you you know your products that you put out. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell folks a little bit about yourself though before we get going? Yeah, I guess um, it's been a weird journey, but a fun one. Um, but yeah, I mean, my name is Greg DiStefano. Uh, I'm the creator and co-owner of Turbodork, uh, Meredith. Uh, my better half is unfortunately sick right now because we've been uh, on the grind since August. And, you know, Christmas Day was finally the end of it. So it was like, okay, I can get sick now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Turbodork's been around for about five years um it was a little bit started by accident um basically i wanted a metallic purple uh to be able to paint an emperor's children army uh that metallic purple didn't really exist at least in the saturated nature in which i wanted it um so i spent like six months learning how to make paint um i basically read every book i could find on amazon i watched every youtube video you know read every technical data sheet material safety data sheet and was like, hey, I got this purple. This is awesome. I could paint this army now. What if I came up with a couple more colors? So we came up with 16. Uh, and I was like, hey, honey, um, you think I could put these online? You know, do like a Nazi thing or whatever. She's like, yeah, you know, don't quit your day job. But, you know, give it a try. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe my mom will buy some. Um, you know, maybe some friends will buy some. And I can like pay for my, you know, gray plastic uh, crack uh, addiction. And uh, we put it online, and um, you guys probably know Ross Thompson, but you know mm -hmm. he, he he tweeted about us like a couple uh, hours into our launch because Ross and I oh, were in cool. Los Angeles, and like at six p.m. we had our first distributor lined up. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We were we were hand filling paint with. <laughs> but you don't you tell know, anybody company. else that. <laughs> yeah, no, believe me, we didn't tell <laughs> we did not tell anybody that for <laughs> several months. Um, like we were hand filling paint at our kitchen table with like a condiment bottle. Um, I 3D printed a little machine to like, you know, put the labels in so I could roll them onto the bottle quicker. Um, so they would be straighter. Um, but yeah, like it was just been off to the races since then. And like, you know, we've, we've learned a lot about running a business and, and you know, making products. Um, you know, Meredith was a, a news host and a producer for NBC news. Um, I was a professional photographer for 15 years, like shooting fashion and commercial stuff. So, you know, 
product development and, and manufacturing we've just been learning as we go but uh yeah when we met you in 2020 you know that gamma was a, a really weird gamma uh because it was like you know it started and covid had you know been kind of a rumor and then yep. by like wednesday thursday it was like happening you know and then friday it was like everyone is going to lockdown and it was they, like, they oh, literally okay. literally closed off the country that weekend yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally yeah. as we're all flying home it yeah was like are we gonna make it home you know um but yeah we came off this amazing high of gamma of like handing out paint and yeah we literally just flew to gamma just for the heck of it to like see what the industry was like because you know we're not well we are manufacturers now in the world that world but we weren't really at the time and yeah. you know it was you know just us um kind of working out of our loft in, in downtown la and you know that gamma and and uh that was kind of the beginning of a lot of this for us actually like we tripled in size during covid you know because yeah. everybody was at home painting um and you know i i i feel very lucky that that happened for us and you know don't like the, cir the circumstances sure. that caused that but i'm glad that we were able to thrive and, and kind of make it work, you know, but yeah, it was, you know, during the worst of the lockdown, it was like Meredith and I, you know, eight hours a day filling bottles in our, you know, <laughs> you know, in our <laughs> unfolding tables and mixing paint in the bathroom with like a big, you know, five gallon mixer and stuff. And, you know, but, you know, one it's, of the few aspects of the hobby that actually could continue to thrive, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was just a, a lucky thing and, you know, because it's a family business and we do everything ourselves we could do it without, you know, risking ourselves or other people, you know, the, the daily me driving off to USPS and UPS was like the only time I left the house, you know, it was a really weird time, but, um, but I'm just really happy and glad that we got to like, you know, bring creativity to people too, you know, that they were able to like, you know, take that time and this weird break in life to, you know, find new hobbies or, or revive old ones, you know, like this for me, you know, I played uh, Warhammer and Magic when I was eight with my dad and my mom. My mom paints minis. She still does on our, you know, she goes by Mama Dork if you're on our Facebook group. And she's actually nice. our <laughs> webmaster now, and now that she's retired. But, uh, and then I, you know, but so I used to play as a kid and uh, as a teen. And then I kind of quit when I went off to college. Thought I was too cool for it for like, you know, 20 years. <laughs> and then, you know, whatever, six, seven years ago, uh, you know, I picked it up again because it was like I needed a de-stressor. And it was like, you know, I, I used to love painting minis. Like, why, should, why don't I pick up some minis and paint again? And then I went down that hole of, you know, accidentally making my hobby into a business. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's um, Yeah, that's that's awesome that like you've been, you were able to, to you went and you you had a passion for you know painting and not only did you like have like a need that you felt needed to be filled that with like a certain color and certain colors but like you went out and actually learned how to make paint how to like formulate it everything like and then put it out there like that if that doesn't speak to people like come on like like I wish the world had more of this. Like, and, and, and I know this isn't just the only case. Like, there's just amazing people like yourself and like Meredith and, 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 and in this industry that are 
maybe they don't have the background. Like, I, like I, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop, but like Luke at at, uh, at Limithron and, and his brother Tyler, um, that, that put out Pyroborg, they're learning as they go, and 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 mm-hmm. you know, they had That's never published they well. they had never published a book before, but they learned how to do it, and then they just did it, and and I love it when people do that. Like if they if you if you are passionate about something and you want to do something, just do it. Just like learn as much as you can about it and just try. Like that's how successful people are. People, people that, that, that succeed in anything in this world just need to do like, and that just, it, it speaks. Yeah. I just think that that's awesome. The talk yeah, I think a lot of it is. Time. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's learning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of it is just, you know, we have this amazing resource of the internet and the world we live in now, which we have literally the entirety of human knowledge at our fingertips at all moments. And, you know, to some extent, it still takes a lot of work, of course, to put the knowledge together for the right thing, but you can basically learn about or, or do anything now. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm just, Ever since I was a little kid, you know, I just was always a, a DIYer and I always loved kind of learning and building. One of my favorite things in life is learning. Like, I don't actually get a chance to play a lot of games, but I read pretty much every every RPG book or indie RPG book I can get my hands on. I just love systems and I love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the pain making thing was just one of those weird other holes to go down where like, you know, for two weeks I'll become like an expert on like sail or what do you call it? sailboat knots, you know, sail thingy knots. And, you know, I don't have any need for that knowledge really, but this was the one thing that really stuck was like, no, I really want to make this color. It doesn't make sense that it's not out there. Like, how do I bring this thing, you know, into life? And, you know, my, my previous career as a photographer was one that was like very, very colorful. Um, You know, everything had a bright pink backdrop or bright blue or greens or, you know, um, and it was frustrating that all the paints out there were just kind of monotone, you know, like, you know, certain companies will have like 30 grays or 30 olive drabs because it makes sense for military stuff. But like, I wanted, I wanted poppy, like I wanted commercial. I wanted, you know, our childhood, you know, you know, we were talking about transformers. It's like the colors in transformers don't exist as paints or didn't really, you know, in, it, in our world. So it was just one of those weird things I got stuck on was like, I just need to figure out how to um, get more saturation in, in my hobby, sure, <laughs> you know, sure. but uh, yeah, I went on a rant on that. I don't know where I started with no, that. It's, but, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. I, I love everything that you're like, cause you've got a, a few lines that, you, that you're putting out because not only do you do uh, like this Xena shift or turbo shift, uh metallics here i'm gonna just bring up the let's just bring up your website because i'm gonna tell folks that uh you know if you've got if you're looking for some paints and you're just looking for some cool like look look at the (laughs) so this was a this was like a byproduct of being a professional photographer was i was like no paint websites show what the paint looks like on a surface especially for these colors you need to see it so we spent a lot of time coming up with the right lighting and the right situation to photograph these um, these little like swatch bots as we call them. But to like, this is not with Photoshop. This is what this thing looks like in real life, you know? And like, that was a really big part for me or a sticking point was like, I wanna 
be truthful with the representation of what these look like, but also like it helps sell it because I know it actually, these are what I'm holding in front of me in front of the camera. Um, but yeah, so we have three main types of paint. We have metallics, um, which are, I call normal colorful metallics, but they don't shift. Um, then we have turbo shifts, which is our term for color shift paints. And then we have Zenny shifts, which is sort of a new thing um, that we came up with, uh, well, like three expansions ago, so like three years ago, um, which are paints, which are shifting paints that appear different over different base coats. So they'll have one color over white, one color over black. I love so that. like Faye Wilds is pink when you put it over a white base coat and green when you put it over black. So you can do these really amazing fades and you can kind of like, I took a Necron and I sprayed it black and then I dry brushed white on it and then I put prism power on it. And that's for my Necron army. And it's like, you can lock in the shift and you get all the right details wait, where you want. Hang them. on. Wait, I need a piece of, piece of paper. <laughs> I, play, I, play, I play Necrons. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I have prison power Necrons that we bring with us to conventions and stuff. Cause I also like the fact that it's like bucking trends, you know, is, sure. um, I, I love the inspiration of the box art and stuff like that. But like when it comes to actually painting something, I really want it to be my own. And I think that's one of the things about this hobby that I really, um, I value and, and appreciate is that like people customize their armies and that they put their personality into it. They put themselves into it and like, to hear what people are creating. Like I have a very narrow scope of how I design colors. Meredith is much more creative with like what those colors are going to be used on. And I'm like, well, I want red for blood angels, you know? Um, but you know, then somebody's going to go out and they're going to do blue raspberry blood angels, you know, because mm -hmm. that's just, that speaks yep. to them. And I love seeing people take it further than even I would think they would do it, you know? That was one of the things that I really disliked about when I first got into painting uh, with 40K stuff. A lot of the pictures on the boxes, they would say, oh, my God, you can do this, too. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'd buy a paint book and I'd buy some paints. And I'm trying to match these paints that are, that are on the boxes. And then I find out after the fact that you have to mix a half dozen colors to get the color that's actually on this model. Despite the fact, like the worst example is the Ultramarines, the poster boys of 40K. Mm -hmm. ultramarine blue is not the color of the ultramarines it is just <laughs> yeah. the name of the color so yep. when i first got the paints i was like i'm painting ultramarines i had the i had the uh, assault on black reach box all i need is ultramarine blue and i am good to go for most of this model nope they looked nope. ridiculous well not ridiculous <laughs> but they looked nothing like the box yeah i think there's always a room like i like really simple color schemes myself um I understand that like, yeah, super advanced painters will, um, you know, mix the whole rainbow out of like the eight primary pigments, but I don't have that kind of brain. You know, I want somebody to kind of figure it out for me. So a lot of what we do is try to design what color schemes we think would go, actually go well with these figures and that, and would inspire somebody to do something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird hobby in that sense because it's like, there's so much, kind of so many people teaching how to paint and so many people giving the list of what, what to do. But I like more the idea of kind of letting people pick their own palettes. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. It looks like, like uh, Amanda, Amanda calls husband got uh, some turbo dork paints for Christmas. Awesome. Uh, some metallics for his Tau and, and yes. uh, a couple of color shifts for his Tyranids. Awesome. Awesome. 
Tau Very look cool. amazing in our colors. Yeah. I mean, Tyranids are my my original love and the only army I actually have enough to play with in 40k um, at this point. But you know, I think yeah, those those organic shapes, like something like Darknet, is such a cool like alien color, like for aliens. The um, you know, the game. But uh, that's so cool. Yeah, I can yeah, I, see I, ideas for Tau with the with the with the Zenny shift paints actually with different base coats underneath and then just do edge highlighting with the zenny shift so that when you turn the model you can see like metallic reflections coming off it that would be awesome yeah that's another weird weird thing with our, our paints is because they're actually metallic they they do actually give you a little bit of that a reflection you know yeah. ability and and they are like a semi-gloss finish so a lot of people are like how do you shade it and how do you hi- uh, highlight it and sometimes i'm like don't just let it have do its to. thing. It'll, you know? do, it, like, it'll do, do it itself. Yeah. Yeah. Do if it's shifting stuff. and it's the right surface, you're going to actually see the gradation yeah. and the peak. And you'll have people saying, How did you accomplish that? And then you can say, Well, I'm just really good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, buy turbo door points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, my, my dad is 68 years old now. And, you know, he was painting, what was it? The, there was that little box Space Marine versus Necrons game that you can get at Barnes and Nobles. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh I just saw it. It was like I think this, it was just it was like called Space, Space Marine Adventure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like he painted those figures and he, you know, did one in each like of his own I think he did one in Electrum and one in like Afterburner and like he, he used our shifts. And like the fact that he, you know, did that on his own was just so cool that like it inspired that you know <laughs> sure. hmm. but that's awesome yeah. now if if people were coming across the your product for the first time say they picked it up is there anything that any tips that you would give them to to when they're first starting out as to you know when when you're dealing with some some of your turbo dwarf paints let's see um look on the side of the bottle um we have directions like shake it usually like shake it more than you think you should is how i say um, but mainly that we suggest like what base color to put it over. It doesn't necessarily have to be a primer of that color, but most of our shift paints look best over black. Zenny shifts can be over white or black, and we'll actually say on the side of the bottle. And that's one of the really big things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they work differently than you would think. You know, because they're metallics, they tend to look. They need that black layer to kind of um, refract off of. Um, so traditionally you're painting with like a gray undercoat on something like a, you know, WizKids mini or something like that. But if you're going to use one of our paints, just paint a little bit of like any kind of black could be <laughs> flat black, could be glossy black. Um, just, you know, put a little bit of black over the thing you want to make shift and then put our shift paints over it. Um, and they do multiple thin layers. So if you see, uh, it's starting to pool up um you know just soak up a little bit with your brush um and then let it dry for about 10 minutes and then do another quick layer um you know especially on small surfaces like a little goes a long way and then i like to keep like a little um like personal desk fan next to me that i'll put my mini in front of to let it dry for a little bit um if you're airbrushing um which is actually what i do most of um everything else applies the same way um, just thin it a little bit and maybe turn up the PSI. Um, I was just about to ask how it does in an airbrush and you answered that question. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm originally, um, like a, an airbrusher 
for a lot of this stuff just because I like the idea of painting large volumes of miniatures. When you're playing Necrons, um, it's sort of a necessity. Uh, <laughs> words. Yes. <laughs> or Nids or Orcs or anything, any Horde art. Yeah, anything except for Space Marines, weirdly enough, is probably, you know, but they look great airbrushed as well. But yeah, I've always been a fan of like the Horde armies. Like my Tyranids, I have like nine Determagants and, and um, three of the. Um, so one unit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one unit. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh yeah, so like airbrushing, um our paints were actually in like twenty eighteen when we first came out, very, very thin and were kind of basically only designed for airbrushing. Because that's kinda all I was doing and then we were putting out and over the years, you know, Meredith is a hand brusher and so uh, I've been working with her and, and we've been kind of I think we're on our like third reformulation at this point of nice just basically like, okay, let's make it a little thicker. Let's make it kind of flow a little more like honey. So it sticks a little more on the surface. Um, you know, let's make it not settle as quickly because the mic is quite mm -hmm. heavy and it falls out of suspension. So we're always kind of tweaking the formula as we go. Um, you know, the freeze resistance thing, you know, it's with this Arctic blast, you know, like our paints, unfortunately, because we were in Los Angeles, I didn't design for freeze resistance because it never freezes in Los Angeles. And then the first year we got really big, all these customers' paints were going bad because they were freezing. Um, mm -hmm. And the water, the water in the acrylic would force the acrylic molecules together and they would catalyze. Mm -hmm. They'd get this like weird wet toothpaste in the bottle. So we reformulated to add, you know, um, basically freeze resistance in there. And it's not perfect, like, but it but it works for like ninety five percent of the time. I like that on the web page you actually have a note at the beginning saying we aren't shipping right now because of the cold. Yeah. And I, like I, as a Canadian, I appreciate that <laughs> because lots of companies, they don't like, they're not, you don't even think about that when you're ordering something online. If it's a liquid, you're not thinking, Oh, it's going to sit in a mailbox for four and a half hours or whatever. When, when we get it, like, mm -hmm. and, and that's all it takes at minus yeah. 40, even an hour at minus 40, anything liquid is going to freeze solid. There's yep. not even going to be a chance. So, and, and, it would suck to buy a whole pile of paint, have it arrive, be like, oh, this is so exciting. You get it in your house and it's, it's ice cubes, colored ice yeah. cubes. Yeah, I, and it sucks. I mean, it was like, you know, it was a really not great thing, especially because we didn't expect it to happen. And then, you know, all these well, unhappy customers. Yeah. But it was like, hey, my policy, and, and it still is, at whatever point you bought your paints, if they went bad on you, email us and we send you new ones. Like, I want to take care of the customer. That's a good like, deal, yeah. We're we're still learning as a company, you know, and you know I want people to be creative and do cool shit with this stuff, you know. Like I don't care how that happens, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, but you know, by being a small company and being able to change as we go, it's been really nice because the freeze resistance thing was something we could bring in, and it actually made the paint better, not just because it, it lasted longer and didn't freeze, but also like. You know, at that same time, we were able to make it better for hand brushing, you know, because honestly, half our customers hand brush and like half airbrush. So we're like right down the middle with with our customer base. Oh, yeah, there's that's a pretty it's a wise like a Grand Canyon divide when it comes to yeah. fans of <laughs> hand painting and airbrushing. It's just an interesting thing, too, because like I, you know, when I first had my airbrush, I had it for like six months because I was like scared of touching it, you know, because I was like, what if I don't clean it right and then it's not going to work? That was and a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Still is. I'm, yeah. I, mean, I was like that. Know, yeah. For years, I only ever relaxed. used my airbrush as a, as a, um, as a base coater. 
Yeah. It was a it was a bulk speed base coating thing where you could just pick it up, squirt, 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 squirt down. Next model, squirt, squirt, squirt down. And I never used it for anything other than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even now, I mean, I'm I'm not the greatest with doing detail work. I love though the idea that you can do all the base coating on something. Um, and especially with our paints, getting you know getting a nice smooth coat is also key. If, and that's what the airbrush is really you know the best at. But yeah, I love that you can bang out and make something look cool and shiny in like, you know, less than a minute, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but yeah, it's getting over that hump with the airbrush, you know, and, and for a lot of people, it's a really scary thing. And I, I actually want to start filming kind of more tutorial videos where people are like, look, it, it can be scary if you don't understand the process and all the like steps, but like, you know, if you just learned how to take your rear brush apart from the, from the get go and how to clean it properly, Everything else is easy. Yeah. And you don't need like, to buy an Iwata with a $500 compressor, you know, and all the accessories. You can get away with a nice, simple airbrush to start. We we still use, for all of our paints we're testing, a $80 kit of a compressor and, like, that generic Master G22, like, the, the little Chinese airbrush thing you can get on Amazon. Because I know my, if our paints work with that, then they'll work yeah. with anything. Sure, my, sure. My <laughs> compressor is a little tiny elephant-looking thing. And, and, oh, yeah. And the, and the air hose that comes <laughs> off of it is like the trunk of the, of the elephant. You mean it's like and, actually molded like an elephant? Yeah, and it works like a charm. <laughs> That's awesome. Aw. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's, it's I, I really don't think airbrushing is as scary as people make it out to be, although yeah. I sympathize with that because I was also scared back in the day. Sure. Um, that have been said, certain airbrushes are harder to use than others. Like, mm -hmm, I actually yeah. don't think those masters are good beginner airbrushes, even though they're cheap, because you tighten the nozzle a little bit and you just shear it off. Yeah, um, I think like bad, bits the, on them, yeah. like the Badger Patriot 105 is probably one of the best like workhorse airbrushes. It's very easy to fix. You can get all the parts on Amazon, um, and you could probably spray glue through it and it wouldn't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but um not recommended but you know if you absolutely have to <laughs> yeah which i mean funny enough paint pretty much is glue with color in it <laughs> right. yeah. you know it's just it's colorful liquid plastic which is why i don't advise you know hand brushers you know uh brush lick even though no no you got a brush lick that's well that's the <laughs> i i do the technique yeah. I, and I know, I know what goes in the paint now, and that I shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read the labels, kids. Don't read the labels. Yeah. If it's good enough for for you know third graders, it's good enough for me. That's all. I'm <laughs> yeah. The, the stuff they use in third grade is pretty much just like, um, it's like flour with like food coloring yeah. dye in it. It's crazy, actually. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like wheat paste, I mean, and how well that stuff sticks to things. <laughs> <laughs> Colorful wheat paste. <laughs> so, Greg, you have, was it, it looks like that you've got about 80 different colors and, and yeah. skews on, of paint uh, on your website. Uh, how do you, how do you decide what new paint, what new color you want to add to your, because I'm, I'm assuming that this has just grown over, over, you know, I'm, I'm, I've mm -hmm. seen it. It's just grown over time. Like, how yeah. do you, how do you know where to, like, okay, well, this is, a, this is a color that is it, is it like something that that you 
like choose personally and you you and Meredith go like, oh, we don't really have a color that does this. Or do you have that community that goes, hey, you know what? I'd kind of like a color that did this almost that had like these undertones. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of curious at how you uh, how you've grown this line in general. Um, that's actually a really good question. Um, yeah, we come out with about 10 new colors per year. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to keep that up for a while. Um, God, it's really hard to say. Every color is different, right? Sure, so yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of it, I mean, you should see our office. It is just covered and we use spoons for a lot of things. Um, and I've, I probably spray like hundreds of spoons, you know, every month and Sometimes like we're, you know, our, our R&D phase is usually kind of like March through like June. And so we'll be spraying spoons, we'll be spraying those little swatch bots and like they're just like stacking up with like notes on them and stuff. And um, part of it's a discovery process. Like mm -hmm. I really like doing a lot of testing and, and just kind of seeing like, okay, well, we wanted, you know, uh, like our one of our new colors, apple seed, which was like a very bright green. And we're like, we didn't really have a bright green in our line. So we did tons of testing of greens. Came up with a bunch actually too. Um, uh, Summoning Sickness was one of the other ones that we came up with that process, which was like this cool, sick green. Um, <laughs> but how were they going with that? So it depends. It's like, sometimes it's, it's a happy accident. It's like we mix okay. two things together and it's like, okay, this is really cool. Sure. Sometimes it's, um, we look at our rainbow and we're like, we need to fill in this area. Like we still need, I feel like a, like a fire engine red okay. is something we've been working on trying to do that well. Um, but reds are very hard to do right. Um, especially in metallics. Uh, Sometimes it's just we have a funny name and we want to come up with a color for it. Okay, well that was um, my, that was going to be my yeah. follow up question. <laughs> I, I, I like the top down this? flavor uh, style of yeah. making paint. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a quick uh, skill question for you. Yeah. If you can't get pearly gates as a metallic, what would you recommend as the next available closest to? If you can't get pearly gates, in what sense? If it's not available to buy. Oh, if it's not available to buy, okay. Um, oh, do you buy from Maple or Birch Supply? Uh, um, I think so. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. <laughs> they're the, they're the closest uh, I, one to me right now. I'm looking at their website right now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I was just talking to Donna um, the other day, and that just yeah, sorry, non sequitur. Um, the closest thing to Pearly Gates would probably be Silver Fox. There's not that. Much that's what, okay. gates that's what that's what I gates. added to the cart just because it looked it looked like the next available one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted to, I just wanted to confirm. I mean it's silver fox is like our basic silver, but pearly gates is is just like a pure white metallic. Yeah. Um mother load is also pretty close, but it's gonna have a shifting uh effect to it. So you're gonna get a little bit of like little light greens and blues and, and pinks. Um Mother Load was Meredith's um, take on like abalone shell or like Mother of Pearl uh, as oh, a shift. Okay. Um, but Pearly Gates is just white metallic <laughs> with no shifting. I'm, I'm picking up the, um, the introduction to metallics set just piecemeal off their website. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, they should have, well, whenever it gets not cold again, I guess is the issue, well, right? Even, <laughs> even they have the winter yeah. shipping policy thing. Like, Did you read the winter shipping policy? I'm like, yes, I understand that it won't ship right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of grateful for that fact, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, in terms of naming, uh, I have a very valuable document in my notes on my phone, which is like 
any kind of funny thing we hear and name we write down. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So we, and I, I can't say anything or I can't read them because you never know what's going to sure. be. Sure. <laughs> Somebody might steal the name. You can't have that. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff is just like, um, you know, one of our greens is called Malum Malice. And we were watching that Sabrina show on Netflix and they talked about like the, there was like a tree that had like, well, cause Malum Malice means bad apple in, in Latin. And they're talking about, like, yeah, you have to go get this one thing. And I heard that word malamalis or that term. And I was like, oh, I got to write it down. I'm like, I'm going to make like an apple <laughs> green out of this. That's going to be a paint. So we made an apple green out of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do like I love, the names are so retro. Like, I don't want to say retro, but they remind they, me of things from like my childhood. So yes. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you get this, the Citadel is always like, oh, these names need to sound cool and badass. And this is just like, <laughs> let's have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we kinda, it really is. We kind of touched on this before we went live about like just your branding in general. I'm a big fan of just I love I love the name Turbo Dork. I love the name like the names of your paints. Like it's just it, everything just kind of just synergizes really well together. And it, like it just. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I I'm I'm a big fan of of uh, just the whole approach. I think it's just it's it's great. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, I mean we I feel very validated that people enjoy my version of crazy as well. But like it's it's crazy, yeah. but it's also creative. Like you can see that there's like an art. Like I like it's also like when when you talk to the the Stockholm cartel guys, like everybody's like, oh yeah, these are, these are, you know the guys that did Mork Borg. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, you know, they're like, Big oh, yeah, yeah, our, our crazy little book, like, yeah, but it's crazy, but it's not. Like, there's art behind it. Like, there's, 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 <laughs> there's, thought there's, that in, there's behind intent behind this. it. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's the same thing with Turbo Dwarf. There's thought and process, and like, yeah, it comes off as like quirky and 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 like really kind of cool and neat and some some sort of retro a little bit too. But it's like it's all like thought out and like it's presented really well. I don't, I don't know. And now I'm just kind of just, just, <laughs> just, just gushing. Yeah. Now it's just yeah. like, oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, you know, as this company goes or how it goes, which is, you know, a series of happy accidents. It's like, you know, we had, we had the name Turbo Dork, um, but we definitely didn't have the design down when you first launched. And Meredith, like one of the first things she did when, you know, she was uh, helping me with my crazy side project was like, we're going to get you a real designer. And like, you know, we found um, this amazing couple in Pasadena that, you know, now they do stuff for like NASA and D and D um, Beyond and like, you know, big real companies and you know. But at the time, when Meredith found them and they came up with our logo and it was just so perfect because it was like, you know, it was a little synth wavy. It was a little like um, eight bitty retro, like the. Um, the circle behind it reminds me of the old Sierra online logo, you know, from like the point and click adventures and mm. um, yeah. And then the gradient to kind of do the, the, the traditional kind of synth wave, you know, pink to blue, but picking different ones than, you know, all the streamers have for pink and blue, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's been, it's, it's actually been kind of hard and, you know, to, to curate that right amount of retro without being kitschy, sure. yeah. you know, and, yeah. um, you know, but you know, I'm a child of the '80s, and and I and I always joke that I have like pop culture Tourette's because it's like you know I'll say like some line from like the Goonies or whatever you know just out of at, at random if something reminds me of it and like Turbo Dork is just kind of the culmination of that into like you know a brand of like you know 
again, some colors just exist because they remind us of things, you know, and we wanted to make them happen, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, if we ever make flat paint paints, I just want to make one that's called cardboard because I want cardboard brown, you know, like that doesn't exist, you know, <laughs> I'm going to call it cardboard. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, um, yeah, like the, the branding, you know, the funny thing is turbo dork. Um, I was going to be the turbo dork. I was going to be a paint streamer and I did two streams on Twitch and then realized I can't talk to people while painting. Like, Oh, Oh, weird. Oh, <laughs> Ben, did you hear Why? that? Ben, Why did you hear not? that? Yeah. I, I thank you, I, Greg, for that validation. Thank you so much. That see, this is the problem. You just validated. This is, this the is why we have oh, no. Greg on. Yeah. <laughs> did I uh, <laughs> did I step in it on this one? We, <laughs> we pick on him all the time about he's he starts painting and he puts the camera down so you can see his mini and then he starts talking and if you've, as you've seen in the stream he just does this he's with his hands he's not actually painting anything paint does oh, yeah, not yeah, actually right. get on doug's models during yeah. his painting he just screen. he just keeps spinning it around in his hand while he talks <laughs> and he's like holding the paint the the brush in the other hand you know i feel like i did a uh, like a, a paint uh paint and chat stream kind of like this but with painting with the band of badgers guys in the uk and and i think i just was like holding the brush on the miniature while talking for like the two hours i don't know if i actually got any paint if i if i look back at it but yeah, I, I wanted to be the Turbo Dark. I really wanted to be streaming. I, I thought it would be kind of a cool way to socialize and to do my hobby at the same time. Sure. And then I realized that is not absolutely, or absolutely not going to be part of my hobby is talking while painting. So, <laughs> you know, I, I did, I, I bought the domain name and I set up all the templates and I streamed twice. And, and then I was like, I can't do this, man. Um, and I just, I, I kept the domain name around and then it just fit so well for, you know, like a hyper colored, you know, paint line. Um, so you know i guess i'm technically the turbo dork originally but i like the thing that like we're all turbo dorks now you know <laughs> I, uh, I love it yeah i love it so greg if if you could go back i like i love to ask people this especially they've started their own company um and and seen some success you know along the way mm -hmm. if you could go back five years from now when when Turbo Dork was just in its infancy, and you could give yourself any advice that Greg today knows that would help that that Greg five years ago, what would it be? Oh man! See, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah, you know that's a tough one because I'm I'm like one of those weird believers in that like butterfly theory, which is yep. that like I don't want to change anything necessarily. Every, because everything happened for a reason. Everything happened for a reason, mm -hmm. and. I mean, I think the big thing is like the dumb little thing and is not unfortunately an interesting response, which is that like, you know, don't forget that other places freeze outside of California. <laughs> <laughs> like if we changed that, I think we would have, we would have saved a lot of headache okay. uh, and stress. But I also think that having gone through that process and surviving it has made us a better company sure. that so much of my life has been, um, you know, running into adversity and overcoming it. And, you know, my, my version of adversity is probably much easier than a lot of people out there granted, but it's, it's the trials that make us who we are and the trials that we went through as a company made us who we are. Um, I don't know. You know, it's like, I want to be like, have this inspiring thing to say, but it's, it's, no, it's I, good. I, it's good. I, I, I would I, be even scared to like mess with my old <laughs> self, you know, <laughs> I love the fact that the, you know, you said that you, you, you know, learning from 
those you know roadblocks that or those things that kind of you know prevent you know automatic success to, to kind of be able to pivot and to learn and and to move and to avoid like that's exactly what you know people need to do to, to be successful and i, I think that that's a, you know i think that's a really respectable answer that you know hey you know what i even though sometimes i had stumbles here and there you know i learned something from it and it made me better that's yeah how people succeed i think that's awesome yeah and i you know i think that actually to kind of go to like you know being here in the stream and talking to you guys it's like i think one of the things if i was going to go back and change it I was so worried about back in the day of kind of appearing like a big company. I wanted people to think we're a bigger company than we are. And I think people still do, they, you know, but I've, you know, Meredith and I've been really embracing, you know, the, the, the truth of our story, which is that it's, it's us full time and then a couple part timers and we do everything. We make all the, I, I mix the paint, you know, we bottle the paint, we label the paint, we ship the paint, we design everything, you know, we ship the merch. Um, we're now actually making our own merch. We have an industrial embroidery machine. Um, and it's it's one of those things where I was I liked towing that line of people thinking we're a bigger company, but I actually think that was a little to our detriment um, as opposed to just being like honest about the fact that like we're a small business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's something yeah. about this, this, this community and this industry that loves the fact that we'd love to see people strive and do something that they're passionate about and succeed rather than a big company come in and be like, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to start making a paint line now. And, you know, Oh, we're going to be this and this and this, and we're all, you know, and I think, we, I think the way this industry, and I love this industry for this is that we want to see people that we can relate to succeed. And, and, and that's a testament, I think, to, to what, you all are doing at turbo dork i think that's the you know i think we're all like you said we're all turbo dork we all want to see you know people <laughs> do something that they love for a living yeah and i, I think i think you know what it, what's the statistic something like 80 percent of our industry is like you know mom and pops basically yeah. and i think there needs to be more celebration of that you know everyone pays attention to the like the big five right and um, it's, it's the people like the, the pirate board guys that are like learning how to do this in their garage and, and everything themselves. Like I'm so impressed by, by that. I was know? so and, and shocked when I, more. when I first found out that Alan does, he is the fulfillment center. Oh, right. for, uh, Gallon, Alan, 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 Alan Barr from Gallon Night Games. Yeah. Dude, I had There's... no idea. He told me that once. I was just chatting with him, and he's like, "So, because on one of his Kickstarter updates, he's like, okay, so we have all the books at the fulfillment center.'" And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And I messaged him once because I'm in Canada, of course, and I wanted to make sure that he didn't wasn't going to have any issues. And he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I I am the fulfillment center, dude. That's my garage." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" I just I just I just assumed that Alan was like a company owner, and he had like his any his his uh, his wife it works with him. And I just assumed they had like a, a small staff or something and a building somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nope. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've upgraded to, we actually have a, 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 our own office, which is nice. Um, you know, that was one of the advantages of moving here to Texas <laughs> is having a 2000 square foot warehouse to do everything in. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you email us at info at turbodork.com, it's, 
myself responding, you know, like I'm the customer service rep, you know, yeah, you don't have, you don't have somebody hired as a, as a customer service rep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it's so funny when people are like, Oh, the owner talked to me. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many people yeah. feel so much better knowing that they got to talk to the it's head true. of the company. <laughs> yeah. Because we've yeah. all been, we've all been in that position where we're like, we're, we're dealing with a customer service person and like their hands are tied and they're just, they're giving us that canned response that they have to give us because mm -hmm. that's what they were told to do. And so when you can finally you know, deal with, with someone that, that makes like the decisions and, and is like, and, and is passionate about their brand and how they're perceived in the community and in this industry, like you go, wow. Okay. Awesome. Like, yeah, you've got my attention now. Yeah. You know, like we were talking in the preamble about, you know, kind of influencers and micro influencers. And, you know, I, I love, you know, when people reach out to us and they're like, Hey, I just got it started. You know, I've, I've done a couple streams. I'd love to show off your paints. I'm like, yes, let's do it. You know, like I, I want, I want people to feel, you know, comfortable reaching out to us. You know, like I like having that dialogue with people. I like, you know, we actually tried for like six months last year, um, having somebody else do the customer service. And it felt weird because I liked being connected to people and, yeah, I don't like when there's unhappy customers, <laughs> granted, but, you know, the, the positive side of being able to connect with people directly is, was super huge for me. So, you know, it was something we went back to, um, you know, cause it's, I think one of the great things about mom and pop businesses is that you get to talk to the mom and the pop, you know, it's, it's developing those relationships and stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it, Obviously, and the hope is someday we grow bigger and we do have some staff, you know, <laughs> you know, because I'd like to have, you know, a big paint company. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but I still, you know, I want to maintain that like mom and pop feel. You know, I don't want to be big, too big, you know, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, at least sense. that's the dream. But yeah. Uh ben, as as a retailer, do you have any questions for I, I, I haven't I feel like uh We've, we've kind of dominated the, the conversation. I apologize. No, no, that's, that's <clears throat> no uh, I mean, it's great. You look at your website and you have a store locator. So if people want to support their local uh, shops, like that is something from, from smaller companies that I always look for. If yeah. I like, if I'm going to do business, like I know you do direct sales. So in some sense, you're my competition, but at the right. same time, You've got the you've got the locator, so people have that option that they can go. Well, you know, I, I just need this one one pot. I'm not going to pay all this shipping. Maybe I can find something near me, um, and that and that's wonderful. And the number of stores that are on there is is great. Um, I was actually surprised uh, scrolling through it, and not just in the states. Uh, you've got yeah. international stuff. I was as well. amazed. So that's that uh, that's actually, fantastic. There's two in Alberta. Too. Yeah, <laughs> Canada's been hard to get into. Oh, um, yeah, but, yeah, trust me, we had a hard time getting yeah. Doug here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's for other reasons. That we, we don't we don't we don't want to talk about that on yeah. stream. But yeah, I mean, you know, the the frustrating thing is, of course, you know, with the three tier distribution system, is like we don't yeah. know who our stores are through distribution. Yeah. So it's it's nice when they reach out to us so that we can add them, and it's it's been cool just to see how many places carry us. 
but honestly like you know i'm such a huge fan of like friendly local gaming stores and that community you know like pre-covid you know it was like every tuesday and thursday i'm going for x-wing and i'm going for warhammer and i'm probably not even playing i'm just hanging out in the store and talking shop and providing the space for that and you know having the community and, and having this the stuff local is is really important for us i think it would be a really hard thing to do a paint brand that was just direct sales like you know having it in the store having the reliability of being able to go grab something to finish a project you know and then having that community because i mean I, I love showing stuff off on instagram but there's a whole other side of it of mm -hmm. like going into the store with your army and playing it with other people you know like that's what we all want to do like we want to show off on the tabletop you know <laughs> and, and show off our hobby and having the yeah. space and the resource for that like so we're always going to be there for stores, you know, and, you know, we're working on trying to do kind of more, um, what would you call it, like retailer support stuff. So mm -hmm. we're trying to do like, um, you know, the the glass appliques of like Turbodork sold here. We're trying to make like color swatches or like a swatch booklet, you know, to kind of show off the paints better. Um, we've heard from stores that want to have like the video wall stuff. They want to have like pictures on their, their TV yeah. monitors. So we're trying to make like a, a media package for that. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really, really honored to be in so many stores too. You know, just the fact that, you know, other, other small businesses have taken a risk on us and, mm -hmm. you know, I want to do right by them, you know, and, um, you know, the easiest thing at the minimum, at least is that store locator and, you know, we started for a little while there, and we got to get back to it. We were trying to feature a store a week that carried us on our on our Instagram, kind of as a thank you. Um, we just got crazy with <laughs> starting in August, <laughs> launching and with you know the holidays and doing everything you, and wearing you, every hat ourselves. You mean things get busy around the holidays? Weird. What? Ooh, yeah, no, like, no. <laughs> yeah, and the holidays for us starts in kind of. Right. End of July, August. Yeah. So, yep. you know, like Meredith was saying, like today was the first day she's felt like we were done for a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she can breathe, you know, so. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. In terms of retailer stuff, I mean, if there's other retailers out there that are interested, I mean, just drop us an email. Um, sure. We've got a little info package. Um, What's the. What's the quick, like, 30-second why Turbidork in addition to the other paints we carry? Oh, I like that. Good, good yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the coolest things I've heard from retailers is that um, our paints will sell miniatures as opposed to um, vice versa, which is that people mm. will go in and they'll get inspired by the paints, and then they'll go and buy something to put the paints on. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> You know, I I didn't come up with that. Somebody was like, "Look, the the greatest thing is like somebody will come in, and they'll not only buy you know, at least a six dollar paint, but they're gonna then buy a thirty dollar kit because they're like, oh, I really want to see this pink on this Zaku two, you know, or something like that." And it's uh, I never thought about that effect, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll be looking at our paints on our on our spoon wall, and I'm like, I gotta go. I, I want to go paint this thing. I gotta go paint this thing. You know. Um, you just get the microcosm of that in retail. <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Hopefully that wasn't too cheesy of an answer. No, but it was, no. It's that's what, what I've been told. So <laughs> that's, uh, Honestly, that's fantastic because so many times 
people come in they're like oh i i need to paint this uh figure exactly like the color on the box so sell me the paint that works with the the, the box and like we we as a store we try to really encourage people making their own armies and their own figures their own with their um obviously if they want to do the studio scheme cool awesome but like getting inspired by the paint to then get a model yeah great that's yeah as as a new player that was one of the biggest letdowns for me actually when i first started painting was i got all the paint sets uh for 40k i need i got everything that i needed and i I went nuts because i'm a weirdo like that it's mostly doug's fault but i'm not going to blame him for that because i didn't know him then (laughs) um but i bought all the paint sets i bought all the brushes i bought all the tools i got all the models i got them all set up i had them all based and assembled and everything and then i whipped out the paints and i was like okay i have all the paints when i paint this it should look exactly like what's on the box and no not even friggin close (laughs) and it wasn't necessarily lack of skill it was like i said earlier a lot of the paints you have to mix with other paints to get the colors that they're actually using and in a lot of cases they don't tell you that because they don't want you to know that they want you to try and fail but it was so demoralizing to look at a bottle with a color on it and say okay this is whatever color this is put it on a model and then it dries and i'm like that looks nothing like what i wanted it to look like so knowing that when you look at the bottle you're looking at the color of the paint when it's going to be on your model that's a huge help to new people mm-hmm. like that you can't understate that like just being able to hand somebody the bottle and say hey when you paint with this this is exactly what this color is going to look like on your model because yeah i think like, we're we're kind of that ridiculous. like oh shit i just turned my laptop off nope and it's back okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, talking with my hands, I like slid the mouse up into the corner to like put it to sleep. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a communication issue with that sort of stuff. I think certain other brands do a really good job with, you know, they make miniatures and they have the painting guide for the miniature, but you know, there's a way different thing between having something that is painted by an amateur versus a, you know, 20 year seasoned vet, you know, for like every metal (laughs) or something like that. Yep. Um, Trust me, I had a lot of um, anxiety about that when I first started painting because my friends were all like, let's see your models, let's see your models. And I'm like, not a chance. (laughs) Because I felt like a failure. Like I literally, like, I mean, it didn't scar me emotionally, but I was looking at my models going, I honestly have no interest in continuing with this at this moment. And it took me a good six months to a year to really get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm confident that I can put this model on a table in front of somebody and not be like, please don't look at my models. Please don't look at my models. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to balance with like our social media and like our display case that we bring to conventions. Like I want to have like professional stuff kind of as inspiration, but I also want to have kind of like my level of painting or like beginner yeah. stuff because I want to show the kind of the gamut, you know, <laughs> you're like, um, you know, like there's there's den of imagination in um, in the uh, EU, and they they are commissioned painters, and we commission them to do like one space marine of each of the chapters for us. And they're like, "How well do you want us to paint them?" I'm like, "As basic as you can. I want like three colors, and that's it. You know, like, <laughs> like I want the, this to look like the what... de facto tabletop standard. You know, exactly. I was like, I want this to look like, to be to be honest, what most people are going to paint it like. You know, I I, I want them to like from the fashion like i used to work in fashion photography and one of the things the fashion photography really actually is is basically teaching people how to wear clothing or giving them the inspiration to put like certain pieces together um 
same thing with i think some of the stuff we've been trying to do and i want to do more with it in terms of like uh like video youtuber education stuff which is kind of um showing people how to use the paints um at the same at the same level as which they're going to be doing it because as much as i enjoy watching amazing mini painters i can't do that and it's frustrating right like i want to watch something that i can go do i want like the diy video that i can follow like the you know i need to go fix my plumbing under my sink kind of video like i want that practicality that makes helps me make a cool thing with my miniature True. um so you avoid things like with jason where you're like you know disappointing because you can't do that super cool thing it's like no i want you to do the cool thing and i want to show it in a way that's like it took um, me three months to get the uh the proper paint scheme for the ultramarines yeah um and I bought like two painting guides and I contacted them directly and I harassed a guy who knew a guy who worked at games workshop <laughs> and the final paint scheme that I got is not what they have in their painting guide. Hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, just, it's like a, I don't know. It's like, it's funny. People give, um, I don't want to talk bad about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, and I, I think that that's, you know, I think that's key to any, you know, to pretty much any, any product out there is if you can't find a resource online to properly show you how this, like your product works then you're kind of, uh, you know, find an uphill battle at that point. Um, oh, so yeah. I think that's really smart to, to, to have videos that are readily available to show, you know, anybody just whether they're, you know, at this level of painting or this level of painting, you know, it, it, it just kind of applies to, to everybody and then they can just kind of keep working at it. Yeah. Ben, you look like you, you uh, wanted to say something earlier and, and no, 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 I'm good. Okay. You're good. We, we touched on it all. So. All right. <laughs> well, we're, we're, uh, at, we're over an hour and I like to keep oh, these wow. things under an hour and, and, and uh, we, we went over time. So I we never keep them under an hour. Don't well, we do sometimes. But... <laughs> <laughs> only uh, if like Doug's the only person on the show. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Greg, uh, in, in 2023, what, what, what are your plans for turbo Doug? What are we, what, what are we, if anybody, I mean, you don't have to give us the specifics. Yeah, I, I know you're probably going to be at the, most of the major conventions. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. But, uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing a lot of conventions this year. I mean, we saw you at PAX. Uh, 2023 is going to be a lot more of that. We're going to do Adepticon. We're going to do LVO. Well, LVO's first, I guess, in three weeks. Uh, Adepticon, maybe Gen Con, uh, Gamma again. Um, we love Gamma. It's really nice to be able to, to kind of communicate directly with people and the people that carry us. And that's that was such an amazing resource. Um, so we're going to keep doing Gamma for quite a while i think um but yeah we're, we're trying to do like more consumer facing shows you know we did lvo in 2020 and then we did gamma and then you know why what happened of two years um so we're just trying to get back out there now and kind of um you know street team it again which is like hey we we exist we're humans we do everything you know we're the the small business and um it's been amazing connecting people directly at shows so there's gonna be a lot more of that this year uh in terms of products i'm working on primers right now i really want to come out with primers very cool um specifically like semi-gloss primers because there's um our paints look better over gloss than matte 
but I mm -hmm. think it's too hard to put our paints over gloss most of the time. And I stopped kind of teaching that, but I want to do like a semi-gloss primer that works really well. So somewhere in between, um, yeah, what else? 2023, uh, more swag, more cool stuff, more, more videos, cool, more cool hats. More hats. Hats. We're getting yeah. more hats. Yeah, oh, nice. we're going to have a lot more hats. Believe me. Get, get Doug modeling <laughs> in the web store for you. Doug, no, yeah, nobody wants only... to see that. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Doug, you do only have one head. I'm just saying. I know. So <laughs> we just get one for every day of the week. There you just go. Like a, you know, you can have like the gold embellished one. You can have the. I have one that's like stealth black. It's like black embroidery oh, and a black hat. Yeah. Um, but nobody bought it. Mundork <laughs> day, Tuesdork day, Wednesdork yeah, day. Yeah, right. But yeah, just, you know, new colors and stuff. Um, nice. We're. You know, I think we're going to maybe end up like a hundred colors is probably like the, the top end of what we want to do. So we've got a little, we got two more years of creation ahead of us for that. Um, but yeah, just always cranking it out, trying to be, you know, trying to be a better company, um, trying to make cool stuff. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, <laughs> if folks, if folks want to know more about your product, of course, I put the uh, turbodork.com uh, on, on uh, the screen there and, and you, uh, in the link. Is there any, any other uh, social media platform you'd like to send folks to? Mainly just Instagram. We're at turbodork on Instagram. Uh, if you're on Facebook, we have the turbodorks, which is our, um, our group. Nice. Um, we do have a discord, um, which I think the invite you have to go to our website for. Uh, or the link tree on our Instagram, I think we'll do it too. But yeah, Instagram is our favorite place. Um, and then you can also search for hashtag TurboDork or hashtag TurboDork Paints on Instagram for inspiration. And there are thousands of cool images. So it is like one of my favorite things to do before bed is just scroll through that hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and if any retailers are, are looking to, to maybe consider putting your product in their lines, just to contact you directly on their site, or you you said you're also available in distribution as well? Yep. Yeah, you can drop us an email at info at turbodork.com, um, or we are with, let's see how many people at this point. Let's see, PhD, GTS, Lightspeed Global, Stevens International, maybe with Southern soon, maybe. Uh, <laughs> And then internationally, we're with Blackfire, Let's Play Games. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody at this point. We're international is like a new big thing for us, so nice. we're just getting our feet wet. That, but Very yeah, cool. cool. All right, I think that's going to do it uh, for for this session tonight. So if I'll, I'll remind folks that uh, you know, make sure to hit that like button down below if you've watched all this way. I appreciate it, uh, and. Uh, if you haven't uh, already checked out Turbo Dork, go do it right now and, and uh, maybe add some paints into your online shopping cart if you can afford it. And, and uh, maybe just try out a, cop, a, a color or two that might pique your interest and, and then uh, put it on a model that you've been putting off painting for a little while and, and, uh, and take some photos of it. And let, let Greg know. You know, shoot him an email. You, yeah. You got a direct, uh, direct email to, you know. Do it for the gram. Do it for exactly. the gram. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. do it for the gram, too. So, all right, folks. That's going to do it. I want to thank my co hosts, Jason and Ben, for being a part of the stream. And, Greg, I'm sure I will see you at Gamma Expo. And uh, I'm excited to uh, see everything that's coming out for Turbo Dork later on this year. 
This yeah, thanks for been, having me. Yeah, absolutely. This has been Victory Condition Gaming because winning shouldn't be the only Victory Condition when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Bye now. This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash Gaming.